Durant blows by Primo. Attack! We welcome you in to the Small Ball Podcast alongside the handsome Trevor Mikulin and the dashing Christian Dennis. Pretend like I'm dashing like a dog. <laughs> I'm Scott Ayers. We're alongside the... <laughs> Who are we alongside? <laughs> We're alongside our charming and wonderful and eloquent producer Andy. He's back in the house. Woo! Wow, oh, Andy. That was the most excitement we've ever gotten from Andy. Andy, you dog. Why are you so excited today? You know, it's just been a good week, man. Amen. And that's why we're here on Monday, the beginning of the week. That's how good it's been so far. <laughs> <laughs> and it has been a good week because it's official. The Island Boys are a part of the Sacramento Kings. It is just amazing to have true celebrities be a part of this fan. Yeah, it's great. It, it That video that we posted a couple weeks ago, maybe it was last week, it's been so funny to see people pick it up. Kings Media's got it. Uh, De'Aaron Fox quote tweeted it. You know, uh, Malik Monk is replying to it. It's just really funny to see. Yeah, it's a treat. I mean, shout out to – you had something else you wanted to add? No, I was just going to say, and all it did, all, all it cost us was $180. Yeah, and we've infiltrated the yeah. Kings locker room right now. They're probably passing around. They're probably going to win tonight, and they'll be like, Sabanas. <laughs> and like, Fox, Fox is so fast. They're going to be running around the locker room to your yeah, Fox. Man. I love it. Sabanas. Yeah. No, it's it's an anthem, and uh, I, I'm i just happy that it's been received so well. Yeah, who's next? What? Who, who, should, who else should we get on Cameo to start singing for some of these teams? You know what's crazy is, is people are comparing our songs to like city anthems. And I saw someone compare it to uh, Jay-Z and Alicia Keys' uh, song about New York. You guys might know it. Yeah. Of course. It's called Empire State. Yeah. You guys know it for sure. Yeah. It was top of the charts at one point. For years. And they're comparing it to that song. Who did that? I don't know. Some, some random Twitter guy. account. <laughs> I saw it too. Some Twitter account actually did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's funny. We have to re- we have to retweet that. Yeah, there are some who aren't thrilled that it's the Island Boys, but overall, I would say I would chalk it up as a massive success. Yeah. Um, and so I just don't understand why people are hating on it. Like it's a joke. Like what? What? What's the point of hating on it? I don't know, but we're just having fun, and yeah. we're gonna keep having fun. Oh no, it, it, it's fun. And uh, Andy, you have something fun planned for us. It's Andy's segments, where Andy will just rapid fire different segments, and we will respond to the segments. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, you don't you don't have to respond, but this is just like. What's been going on in the NBA this week? You know, these are topics that we don't really want to like dive into. We just want to like, okay, that's cool. You know, so first one tonight, all 30 NBA teams are facing against each other in one glorious night. And this is something that I want to see happen more often. Give me one night a month where all the teams are facing and I can just put a disgusting parlay out there and have it never win. You know, that's exactly what I want. That's such, I, I'm glad that we brought this up. What, what do we call this night? 
What's this night called for the NBA? Every team plays. There's NFL Sunday. This is NBA Monday. Wow. Whoa. It only happens yeah. on Mondays. Yeah. How do you like that? And we just steal all of Monday night football's yeah. viewerships. Well, wow. Think about it. I mean, the, this is... And that we're recording this on November 7th for, for anyone who's listening to this. But that's why the NFL... I mean, NFL is successful for a lot of things. But an NFL Sunday, you sit on your couch from 9 a.m. to like 10 p.m. just watching football. And that there's something just really beautiful about that. If the NBA can even do it where it's from 4 p.m. until midnight watching East Coast to West Coast, I'm locked in. Well, they did it intentionally to start the games at 5 West Coast time. So everyone, everyone's home already. People, people on the East Coast were a little upset. They're like... Like, games are so yeah. late for them. But, hey, we love it. <laughs> no, on the West Coast, though, it's awesome. We get, we've we been able to watch. We we had a Hornets game on earlier against Washington. Rozier's back. Roz, my guy Rozier is back. I, Andy, I love this segment. We need more more days like today. I agree. Um, okay, next topic. The Bucks are still undefeated, 9-0. That's, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't see that coming. You know? I don't, I'm not high on the Bucks, but they're killing it, and I love it. Why aren't you high on the Bucks? Because I'm a Cavs fan. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the Bucks are nine and zero, and the Cavs are eight and one. So that brings me to my next topic. <laughs> there it is. Donovan is amazing, and I love watching him for the Cavs. Like his the way that they've transitioned the offense into uh, making him the priority shooter. That's just, this is exactly what they needed. You know, like they needed that missing piece, and they got it. It just wasn't feeling it with Sexton, and that's okay, you know? Like, Sexton's just not there yet, but there's a possibility that he could be really good with the Jazz. Um, so that that's another transition. Um, the Jazz are insane this year. Did not expect that at all. <laughs> I, I Can we tackle like, the go-ahead? Yeah. No, you go first. I was just going to say, I want to I want to talk a little bit Cavs. Okay, I want to yeah. talk some Cavs. They've been playing, obviously, really good 8-1. and one, But the thing that was concerning for people with the trade was, okay— you're going to bring in Mitchell. Like, is he going to be able to stand up defensively with, with the team? And he has. Like, they've been playing good defense. They're second in the NBA in opponent points per game. Yeah, he's bought in. I think that Mitchell on the Cavs, he just has passion. Like, he wants to play there because it's like the team is good. Whereas, like, Utah, there was a lot of question. It kind of shows you how important culture is and then, like, scheme. So their defensive scheme we've seen last year like really, it was really good. They were one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, and they have the personnel to do that. And their culture's there now as they build this, build this up. You can plug in a, a notoriously bad defender like um, Mitchell, and he's actually doing really good. And they're playing good team defense. Yeah, I mean, defense is really just a lack of effort. And so if he has two guys like Jared Allen and Evan Mobley on his team, like. And they're known for being a defensive team, like you mentioned with that culture. It's like everyone needs to buy in. And that's where we're seeing Donovan succeed. So with a team like the Cavs, if you plug Scott in for, yeah. for Mitchell, <laughs> yeah. okay? Scott, he's a great, great player. He would be very bad in the NBA. How much points is a player scoring on him in a night? I, Christian, what do you think? Well, can I know what the player, like who the player is? RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett? No, I'd, it'd be Revis Island. <laughs> I'd lock him down. <laughs> he would be toast. All you have to do is shut RJ off from going left. So, I mean. Does, does, okay, does, does a player break the 100 point record <laughs> against Scott? Well, do if I? He's Jared, on the, you're on the Cavs, though. You have, yeah, you have Jared uh, Allen. Jared, 
You gotta you gotta put in the factor that Scott's probably gonna get a charge. I am at gonna least, draw a charge. At least one charge because he's just so light that any touch yeah, of fly. RJ Barrett, he's gone. He's gone. He's <laughs> off the court. I think if Scott's guarding someone, I don't care what the defensive team is. I think the the points per game the highest points per game by Wilt Chamberlain, hundred points in the game records being broken. That no, I night. think I no, I think I, I believe in Scott I, that I lock him to under hundred. I don't I think he Scott could, could lock be, someone down under hundred. It could 100. be anyone. It could be Corey Joseph with Detroit. Honestly, if it was like one on one the whole game then yes, <laughs> the Scott. But like, of course, basketball is a team sport. I got Jared Allen behind me. I and I'm, Evan Mobley. And I will let him drive every time because Allen is just going to feast. Also, RJ not a great shooter, so yeah. Scott's gonna sag off. This is me. Yeah. <laughs> Scott slapping the floor. He says, "Come on, RJ." Come on, RJ. Yeah. <laughs> you can't score on that. Yeah, I'm in his head at this point. Now he's he's got 12 points on three of 16 shooting. I'm imagining that happening. Your jersey like hanging so low, you could see your collarbones. You're wearing goggles that are falling off your face. You are getting cooked. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think RJ just looks at Scott and he's just like licking his lips? He's yeah, like, dude. Barbecue he, chicken, right? Literally. Here. And Scott's like, he's got like the little red marks on his pale skin just from like getting bodied all game, you know? Wait, here's a question. <laughs> Do I get a month to prepare defensively? Or is it like I'm just walking down the street in Cleveland Dude, and like it does not it does not matter how much Dude, you have to Scott, prepare. Scott, if you had a month to get what ready, would that, what difference would that make? <laughs> if you had a month to get Lateral ready, quickness. you wouldn't do anything. <laughs> you would not do anything. I'd DoorDash meals for a month. You maybe play 2K and I'd play 2K and that's about it. <laughs> I rest my back. Uh, all right, I would hold them to under 100. If I, had Jared no, Allen, if I had Jared Allen and Evan Mobley helping. But it's a team sport, like Christian said. And I, I don't picture Scott playing all 48 minutes. I'm not playing 48. I'm, pl- I'm probably playing like 26. I start. No, but that's part the of the house. caveat is you play the whole game. Okay, well, RJ is going to get tired. <laughs> yeah, RJ is going to be tired, What man. happens if I foul out? Because I've got five fouls. Oh, six fouls you, to get. You have, you have six fouls. Yeah. You, I, get, you get unlimited fouls. Oh, well, I'll just hack oh, them. Oh, hack them every but, time. But they, they go to the free throw line. They go to the free throw line, and they get buckets. And then the I'm score. not picturing R.J. Barrett making all of his free throws. He's not making 100 free throws. Hey, I will right. foul him 50 times. <laughs> all right. Okay, all right. Um, last two things. Uh, the NBA selected Paul George over Luka for NBA Player of the Week, and there's been a ton of flack from fans. Basically, fans are saying that Luca overall played better. He did. He has better stats and better percentages um, last week than Paul George did. But Paul George played three games and Luca played two. So the NBA selected Paul George with weaker stats, and fans are just losing their mind over this. I don't think it's a big deal, but when it comes down to MVP race, that's where it matters most. The reason I feel like the reason why Paul George got selected for that, like, is because number one, he's coming back from an injury this season. And number two, he even missed games earlier. He was playing really bad and then out of nowhere just kind of took off. Insane game. He had a nuts game. Yeah. He had like six steals in one game. The thing is with Luca, like I feel like Luca is gonna get sort of this a similar rep that like Jokic gets is just because he's a foreign player. 
he's just never going to have as much hype as guys like Paul George is. I don't think that's true. I think I think it's because Jokic does it every single game. It's and like so does Luca. So does so Luca. It's, it's almost like fatigue in a sense. Exactly. It's not because of, because he's uh, European. I would say it's because he just does it all the time, and it's like, all right, Paul George went off. Let's give it to him this week. Yeah, I think it's 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 either way with this one. It's an NBA Player of the Week. You know, I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't be sweating it. I don't think it's that big yeah, of a deal. It's like a, it's what a certificate. Um, but last point. Uh, this one was kind of cool. Benedict Mathurin versus Dyson Daniels tonight. The first time two NBA Academy players have ever faced each other professionally. What award did they win? None. <laughs> they're, they're from the Academy Awards. No, no, no. Chile. <laughs> they, they, I know it's a dumb joke. <laughs> I want to. I want to throw producer Andy off. <laughs> they're from the Academy. Yeah. Continue, Andy. Yeah. No, it was just a. It's a really cool story that the NBA put out today. Who saying is it? That, uh, Benedict Mathurin and Dyson Daniels. Mathurin. Mathurin played at uh, U of A. U of A. Yeah, but he also played in the NBA Academy after that. Oh. Yeah, and so. Oh. So, yeah, Christian, before the show, we were kind of talking about, like, the path of Benedict and, you know, kind of where he's going. Is this just a hot start or is this something that's going to pan out for the future? Personally, I after reading the article, I think it's something that's going to pan out for the future and he's going to be consistently well because he has been developed by the NBA already. Whereas, like, the person that you compared him to was a fifth-year senior and had already been in a, a completely different league for five years already. So it started to develop patterns in that direction. Whereas here, he's kind of developed something new, something different, and something that, you know, the NBA can actually work with. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, if he's been in kind of like an NBA system, that definitely changes. Cause that's where rookies, I feel like, stumble or have the hardest issue is just getting used to how the NBA works. And so if Benedict has a little bit of a history um, behind his name, it very well could be something that he's consistent throughout the year. Wow. Andy. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Scott. Yeah, that uh, that was our first. He took or, us to Andy's corner. That was that's our first ever Andy's corner. And Andy, you did a great job. You did great with the camera that's now facing you. Uh, but now it's going to get a little bit weirder because we're doing a little trivia time. What? So, yeah, Christian and it, uh, oh my gosh, Trevor and Christian are the two most uh, well-versed NBA fans I know. Um, And so I felt like it was only right to have a few different trivia questions, see how it plays out, um, and kind of see who's superior each week. So if it's great, we'll bring it back. If it's a a flop, we we will never do this segment again. So um, Without further ado, it's time (laughs) for Guess That Player. Guess That Player. Welcome in. Welcome in all. First player. Now, this, this one's a little bit tougher. There's one NBA player. He's one of the he's the only well-known NBA player who has only four fingers on his shooting hand. What? He only has four fingers on his shooting hand. Who's that player? Are we yeah. doing buzzers? Yeah. yeah. Slap like that. Yeah, Gerald Green. How did you know that so fast? <laughs> it is Gerald Green. Wow. Everyone knows that. I didn't know that. Oh. All right. I had no idea. I just watched that dude dunk. Yeah. All right. Second question. Yep. I look so smart right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Second question. Who has the most missed shots in the NBA? Right now? History. Really? Okay. 
MJ. It is not MJ. Kobe Bryant. It is Kobe Bryant. Boom! I don't get a shot Sorry, to... I, this is a new game. <laughs> we didn't go over the game. rules. This new is game. a new okay. game, baby. We're making right. the rules uh, as we rule, go. Rule, rule on the fly here. Starting now. Starting now. So I get, Trevor's I get my points point. still count. It's still 1-1. Yeah. But you were going to guess Kobe? I, well, I didn't even get a chance to <laughs> guess anyone. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a family you gotta feud. You got to be quick. You got to be quick. It's like a family feud. Like you get it wrong and then the next yes. thing. If, if, yeah, if, yeah. Here's to add yeah. to the rule. If you go three seconds without saying anything, I can buzz in again. That's a new rule. Wow. Why not after three seconds, I have to just guess something. Yeah, three seconds, he has to guess something and then you can buzz back in. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. If you okay. don't guess in three seconds, I'm hitting it and I'm saying my answer. Okay. All right, we're going on to question number three. There is only... One NBA personality who has won the MVP, Coach of the Year, and Executive year of the Year throughout their lifetime. Who's that player? Trevor. Bill Russell. No. <laughs> One. Two. Larry Bird. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Wow. It is Larry Bird. Larry Legend. Good answer. Okay, guys. You are going to like this one. There's only one number in the NBA that has never been worn. What is that number? 69. <laughs> Trevor is correct. Yes. It is the number 69. I knew that. Wait, how would you know that so fast? I saw a tweet on it this summer. thought it was funny. I was honestly going to guess 69 too, but I was just, I was going to see what you were going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Wow. So what's the score total at right it's now? Two, two. I mean, we're not counting two, two. that Kobe one, are we? No, we are. It's two. No, no. The rules hadn't been set in stone, yeah. so we we do have to give them that one. It's two to two right now. That's garbage. Okay, okay so this is the, the final, or are we doing more? It's the final. Okay, this is the, the This finale. is a tiebreaker. Trevor's just going to slap the table without knowing the answer. I know okay. It. Two to two, baby. Okay, are you guys ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Whenever, whenever you're ready. There are four teams in the NBA whose mascot does not end with the letter S. Who are those four teams? Christian. Heat. Yep. Jazz. Yep. Thunder. Yep. Magic. That is correct. He knows that because his girlfriend. (laughs) Shout out to Janelle. She literally asked us that probably two months ago. So that's so crazy. Hey, man, you knew that one, too. I, c- I couldn't think of the magic. Yeah. Uh, I will give you a bonus, though. No, I won. But who are, the two, is- who are the two baseball teams that don't end in the letter S? Red Sox, White Sox. That is correct. Yes, I win. <laughs> <laughs> that was worth so, two points, That right? was worth two points. Yep. So, so in the, our first ever game show, Trevor is the winner of no. four I'm yep. going to recount on that one. Nope. I don't make the rules. You better come and play next week, Christian. Congratulations to Trevor. 1-0 officially. 1-0 on, on the you year. You got to be ready for bonus question. That's what all game shows, dude. I was ready. It's true. We do all do <laughs> bonus questions. All right, man. If you want to win that way, that's fine. All I want right, to win. win, honestly. I want to win. Trevor, 1-0. Christian, 0-1. Andy and I, happy bystanders. Yep. Here on the first ever game that, show. That honestly was like Tyler Hero and Jeremy Grant's travel game winners right there. <laughs> well, and the good part is it'll still count, but then a day later there will be reviews saying, hey, that was wrong. Yeah, the two-minute two report. I, can we just talk about how like it's, big of a slap in the face it is, that two-minute rule? Like I'd, I'd actually rather not know 
all the calls that were missed I feel like in the final two minutes. As a fan, there's some kind of justice knowing that your team was done dirty, but you need to reprimand, reprimand the referees in that place. You have to. You can't. And maybe they are. Maybe they are. Like, they're like, hey, they're, they're losing games or there's stats. There are stats with referees and stuff, and maybe they don't, you know, they have to perform well to come back for the next season. Would it be wild that, like, for a game winner that wins a game? So, like, the Jeremy Grant one. They won by, like, one. Is it wild to say, like, the next day, be like, all right, that point is taken away? I I just have a hard time. Because that makes the most sense. For something like the Jeremy Grant, where it was clearly a travel. Tyler here was, was clearly a travel. But the question is, like, if it's tied, what do you do if, if you take it back? They're not going to meet up for a five-minute overtime, right? So... It, it, it just is unfortunate. I wish there was some sort of like public reprimanding too so we knew. Yeah. Just because otherwise these refs keep getting away with it. What about at the end of the game if it's a game-winning shot, uh, like a buzzer beater, then automatically kind of like an NFL touchdown, you review everything to see if it was a, a legal play. Travel, something. Travel, yeah. foul, um, and you know time. They already do time. But even like the like Tyler Hero one yeah. with the Kings, like – I think there was like maybe three seconds left or, you know, there was still time okay, on yeah, the clock to where it's like, like they, they're not going to stop the game to see if it was a travel or not. And yeah. I will say one of the worst things about like NBA basketball is the final two minutes of a game is almost always like 15 to 20 minutes. It feels like it just is carried out where you're like, Oh, the game's at the game. It's eight o'clock. There's two minutes left. It'll end at eight Oh three. And it's usually like eight 15, eight 20, which isn't a problem, but it's also sometimes the, they go after into review after review after review. And it's like, Let's let's speed this. They thing do up. that in football, though. Yeah, and that's a that's a timeout. That, yeah, not the timeouts, but it's the reviews. Yeah. That more than anything, timeouts make sense. The the long reviews because refs can't make up their mind is is what we call the, pain yeah. in the. These are know, all right. issues that people have talked about for so long in the NBA. Yeah. It's just always going to be there, and that's the human element to the game that will never be fixed. I've always felt that maybe there should be like you know how they go to like Sakakis. For like the referees, yeah. like having someone in that office, like watching the games and seeing all the angles and then the refs can come to them and they'd be like, hey, this is a travel instead of the refs on court, like having to do like five minutes of watching this five it. second clip, like have have their referee office just like make that decision so we can get the game going. I think that would help with the pace of play. Will it happen? Probably not. Probably won't happen. But do you know what will happen is our final segment of today's show. Tell me. And it's about the Los Angeles Clippers. Clip City. Chip City. Clip City. Clip Clip City, girl. And in Clip City, Paul George we talked about, he's been phenomenal in the most recent weeks. But one player that there's still a huge question mark, Kawhi Leonard, still has not really come to form he hasn't played really at all this year what he played one game right and then he was out the rest of the year or no pl- games played at all played like two or three two or three games and then went back um being hurt when do you start to panic if you're a los angeles clippers fan about Kawhi leonard with his unknown health just continue just to linger i don't know has it been reported that he is still hurting, or is it just like load management? Because so 
Uh, Coach Tyron Liu said forward Kawhi Leonard is out indefinitely as the team continues to exercise caution with, with its star forward. So he's out indef- indefinitely. And no timetable for his return. Yeah, so it's it. if I'm a Clippers fan, I am panicking a bit. I know it's early in the season, but you want Kawhi to have like some games under him for playoff time. And the Clippers came in with so much hype under them. Maybe they're just I mean I'm, they are exercising, you know, being cautious with him, which is maybe why they're being so, you know, secretive about there's no timetable. They're just kind of taking it as it is, which is it it's a good move for a team that is contender contending. So I don't know. It's it's so early in the season that there's still plenty of time to where he can come and play a lot. They have been underperforming. And the, the Clippers have had so much hype. They have probably the deepest team in the league. That's what everyone said coming in. And e- even though they're missing Kawhi, they're losing games. So it's like, maybe this team isn't as good as we all think they are. Right. Do they have too many talent, too many talented players to where it's like, Guys aren't getting in rotations, uh, and they're not getting into rhythm, and that's causing them to play bad when they are playing. So, I don't know. It's so early. I like to think that you know Kawhi is going to be fine once he comes back. I'm just curious if it's like Kawhi is like I don't want to play because I'm not feeling confident, or is it the Clippers like kind of like babying him throughout the season well part of it too is like the the fact that they're being hush hush is a little like alarming in my opinion because if it's like hey Kawhi doesn't feel great but if they're confident about it it'd be like hey you know he'll be out for this amount of time this is why he's not feeling great but this is what Ty Lue said he goes we knew coming off an ACL it wasn't going to be a straight line we talked about that before the season and then he goes the biggest thing is that he's progressing well if he was progressing well, the dude would be playing. He'd be playing like Jamal. Because he's he already was out. <laughs> yeah, I like that little yeah, – you, like you that? try to sneak him in there. But I would be concerned because the the what when coming off of an ACL injury, you don't play until you're 100% and ready to go. For them to throw him out there and, oh, it's not going to be a straight line, we were expecting this, I don't buy that at yeah, all. And and I think it's even amplipi- amplified, amplified for the Clippers because of – going all in on this team. They went all in to get Paul George and to get all these other players around Kawhi Leonard, who was signed after that championship with the Raptors. And the most successful season they had was when Kawhi Leonard was out. It was Paul George leading the team to a Western Conference Finals where they lost to the Phoenix Suns. That's the most success that they've seen, and Kawhi Leonard wasn't anywhere to be seen. Imagine if he was there. Oh yeah, that that team's probably in the and, in the championship. And Kawhi Leonard seven. is one of my favorite players. That run with Toronto was so fun. Even when he played with the Spurs, like the league, it sucks just that he's battling this injury. It sucks because the league isn't the same without Kawhi Leonard. No, it's not. And and who knows when we see him again? And the hope is when he comes back, he can return to form that we all know that he can get to. It feels like he hasn't played since 2013. Remember the reporter? She's like, you haven't played since 2013, Kawhi. How does it feel to play? And he's like, I, I, it hasn't, it's been two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that time again, folks. For, oh. no, for the immaculate Trevor Mikulin and the phenomenal Christian Dennis and the Empirical producer Andy. Empirical. I'm 
Professor Ayers. We say so long for now, and we will see you next week. Why are you a professor? Professor.